Thank you so much for tuning into yet another edition of 10,000 Pitchers presented by our good, good friends over at Stimulus Athletic. There are so many local, national, even worldwide soccer clubs who utilize Stimulus Athletic for their game gear and on and off the field apparel. You just look at the Anguilla national team. You look at local teams like Turbo Sports FC and Vlora, teams nationwide like Tulsa Athletic. They all trust Stimulus Athletic to outfit them, and you should too. That is the exact reason why you should, because so many other great clubs do. Go to StimulusAthletic.com, and you just click that Get Started button, and you kind of fill out a form. If you have a design already, you just kind of want Stimulus Athletic to do it, by all means, go for it. If you don't have a design, they have a pretty great design team. The, if you look at the 10K kit, what we dropped last summer, that was done by Stimulus's design team, and everybody I know loves the 10K kit. So um, go to StimulusAthletic.com, click that Get Started button, and let Stimulus Athletic outfit your club with quality game gear and apparel at affordable prices. That consultation is free. It's free to just talk to them. So make sure you do that. Stimulusathletic.com. Click that Get Started button. And don't forget to let them know that Jeremy from 10,000 Pitches sent you. Here we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome in to another edition of 10,000 Pitches presented by our friends over at Stimulus Athletic. This is a podcast about everything Minnesota soccer and beyond. We appreciate you joining us now for episode 54 of the cast. Uh, whether this is your first time checking us out or you've now stuck with us for all 54 episodes, thank you so, so much. We'd appreciate it if you uh, subscribed on your preferred podcast platform. Let's know whenever we drop a new episode. Also, hit us with that rating and review, especially on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it does wonders for where we're placed. You know, maybe if you want to see 10,000 pitches ranked on your, uh, on your uh, podcast, uh, you know, on the Apple podcast rankings or the iTunes rankings or whatever they call them these days. Uh, then you got to hit us with those ratings and reviews. Those help. Ethan Brandt is here. He is also watching a basketball game while he's podcasting and you just threw your hands up, Ethan. You want to give us a rundown of what happened here? Uh, yeah. What's going on? Uh, great to be back. Hawks just won beat Philadelphia. They're going up three, two. Um, yeah. Kind of, and kind of a crazy comeback. Uh, and uh, fun, fun fourth quarter. Uh, game's over now. I'm locked in. I'm ready to go. You know, between the Mingos and the Crows, the, the I believe this is in the Loons. This is a very pro bird podcast. So with the Hawks winning, I just feel like that that's right right on brand. So go Hawks. That's right. Go 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 Hawks. We're uh, we do like birds here. Um, Big fan. Talked about birds a lot. Yeah, we do. We do indeed. So go Hawks. Um, I don't know how to transition this, but uh, recent episodes of 10K have included uh, Matt Pravatsky. He was on last week, uh, founder, owner of Equal Time Soccer. Uh, we talked all things USLW League, the Gophers head coaching search, which is now complete. You will get to that later on in the show. Uh, the WPSL and more. Great interview with Matt. And then a couple weeks back, talked with Small World Soccer owner and creator Danny Katula. He and I had a great conversation about all things lower league soccer. So go uh, check that out. Ethan, besides watching uh, basketball while you're trying to podcast, how's everything going? Well, I, uh, I got your transition for you, Jeremy. What, you, yeah, well, what, you what was said. the transition? It was, uh, speaking of small animals that live in the suburbs, uh, Gophers, we talked about Gophers head coach search. Ah, Gophers. Go. Do they live in suburbs though? The Gophers? I mean, I'm sure they're in suburbs. I don't think they're like native to suburbs well of course they're not native. no one's native to suburbs <laughs> and people and, and I don't dogs. Think they prim primarily inhabit 
suburban areas, but I do think you can find plenty of gophers in the suburbs. I've never, okay. Yeah. Maybe. So it would have worked. If there's was- bodies of water around, most likely you'll find a gopher in a suburb. But anyways, that was a um, transition. And that was, that's not that, an expert opinion on the matter. I could be very, very wrong and probably am very, very wrong about that, but I'm okay. I'm comfortable in that. Ethan, how's life by the way, man? Um, yeah, no, no complaints here. Um, besides, you know, not being here for the past two weeks, strained left vocal cord, um, yep. you know, got into the trainer, got treatment, got rest and, you know, we're back. We're back. Um, you sound better than ever. Yeah. You know, um, Trainer does magic. Um, <laughs> the, so, the old 10k trainer we have on retainer here. Yeah, the part of the part of part of the part of the 10k team. Part of the budget. Um, we, yeah. we have we may have to start crowdfunding this team for all the all the stuff we invest in. That's right, including the studio which we're sitting in recording. Yep, right um, next to each, uh, right across from each other, actually. That's right, because I took the 10k uh, jet that we charter and um, flew to the studio. Yep. Um, it's a G4, but it does the job. It's, it's not great i'll be honest it's not, <laughs> it's not great but it gets the job done um and it gets me to the 10k studio which there we completely go. own and have and is real it's a real um, thing but no besides that um you know life's good i uh the the big the big thing over the past two weeks actually there's a few big things and we don't have a guest, so um, I'm sure right into it. Yeah, no guests this week, I should mention. So this is going to be just just Ethan and I, one take the entire time. So right. listen at your own risk here. No editing. Um, anyways, uh, the big thing is I, uh, I went home this past weekend, and I went to the Milwaukee Bucks versus Brooklyn Nets playoff game. Okay. Uh, and that was my that was my first live sporting event uh, as a 21 year old, and um, my first live sporting event or like I don't know I guess I've been to like to like soccer games um, or so professional live, sporting events professional that's the word, um, and yeah it was it was great to be back it was fun and that inspired uh, today's draft we're gonna draft. Uh, the you know our top things at live sporting events that's coming later um we've talked about it but now now we're putting it in a list and that's cool yeah um very exciting. but no what I, but what i didn't realize uh was so naturally i'm you know i'm 21 um i got a beer at the game right as you do i've been looking forward to this you know yeah since I was, that's always that's a big threshold man your first whether it's a sporting event or a concert or whatever, like your first, like, like, like beer at one of those type of events, it's, right. it's, it's crucial. It, it's a, it's a big milestone. It hit, it hits very different. It does. Um, but anyways, uh, so I, uh, I go, we like the, the bucks, uh, the Pfizer forum, like it's, it's super nice. Um, Brandon Arena, Wisconsin. Right? it's like it's second or third year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Second year. Um, yeah. Third year. Well, it's weird because like they got moved to the bubble. But anyways, um, I uh, so anyways they have like a they have like you know a bar in there, uh, and where they have you know four options that you can get you know yep. they streamline it. But anyways, um, I got a I got a can of Coors Light, and it was it was twelve dollars. Yeah, I was I was blown away. That's that's what it's like, man. But um, you, uh, you know. I would, I would say, uh, you know, 
just make sure that before maybe you get to the events, make sure that you got a maybe got a couple in you. You know, unless you're driving, of course, then then don't. But if you're not driving, try to try to reach a certain level before you get there. So maybe you only have to get one when you're actually there because that yeah that that will run you broke real quick. I guess so. Uh, I was there with my mom, uh, so I I really wasn't trying to get too. Uh, I'm trying to get you know uh, too buzzed. Um, yeah. But no, I was I was blown away uh, at how expensive that was. But it's crazy. Um, it was it was a lot of fun. It was good to be back at a, a live sporting event. Um, obviously not soccer, but it was it was basketball. It was hey, fun. live sports is live sports, man, and that is awesome. I, and uh, Hulu has live sports. Um, yes, they do. That is not an advertisement, although it could be. Hulu, give us a call. Uh, yeah. You know what's what's funny is you know what I'm actually kind of grateful for looking back on last year covering minnesota united and being able to go to their games even though there weren't fans in the stands like being able to be one of the few people who got to witness live professional sports in 2020 was pretty cool uh but it's different with a crowd it's different to be amongst other fans and just amongst a mass amount of humanity of other people yeah i can't wait for that i have not experienced that yet uh well not in a sports sense. I did go to a bachelor party in the Ozarks last weekend. That was its own being amongst a mass of humanity, but that's completely different. Very ready to be at a, a live sporting event. And actually, um, we not hadn't really had this on the show notes, but I do want to mention that this actually lines up pretty perfectly because next Wednesday night, the 23rd, uh, Allianz Field is going to be back open to near full capacity uh, for the first time you know, since 2019. And uh, it's going to be very, very cool to have that for that match against Austin. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I don't know if I plan to be there. I don't know if I want to stay here and do post loons the way I've done it, or if I'm wanting to maybe try to do it at the stadium. Are you, uh, are, are you, you telling me wrinkle? post loons doesn't have a media pass? Like you're telling us we're not big enough to no, get a post. I, I believe me. Pass? I could go. I could go. I just don't know logistically if it would be worth it to try to do it at the stadium versus try to do wait, it here. So we'll wait, see. you can, you can go as media. Well, yeah. Cause I write for zone coverage too. Wait, so, so you, you, there's a ticket sitting there with your name on it and you could go. Well, it's not a ticket. It's a media credential that I oh, yeah. have to apply for. That's what yes. I mean. Wow. Look at, but that's for zone coverage, not 10,000 pitches slash post loons. Correct. Ah, tough. I know. Um, but anyways, yeah. But yeah, live sports. Uh, they're back they're and, and they're fun. Indeed um, they are. Speaking of, uh, you know, just being around the people, I, uh, I was also, I went to the Mall of America um i was also i was also in minneapolis because i had i don't know i forgot how much free time but i had some free time so i i ventured from lacrosse to minneapolis and uh i i I texted you i was gonna come do help out with some yard work you know i'm pretty handy yeah um yeah you you were you were gonna help me put some screens up in my back porch but it turns out uh i was able to take care of that so yeah just kidding i'm you wouldn't have wanted me there i'm my I'm not, I, I don't know how to hold a hammer. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, that, that's an over-exaggeration. But, um, you know, though, you know what I do know? Um, a Phillips head screwdriver is the flat one. 
think the Phillips is not the flat one. <laughs> the Phillips is the other one. Okay, I was hoping I could snipe that, but I I can't. I just guessed. I don't, I have no idea. The flat one's literally called a flathead. Oh yeah, that's Phillips right. Phillips is... is more the pointed one. Uh, okay, we should cut Sorry, that. Ethan. We're not. Gonna I was hoping. I was hoping I could snipe that because I I knew no. one of them was a Phillips head and I had a 50-50 chance. Um, you missed. I <laughs> oof, that was tough. Um, That's okay though. But anyways, malls are also in a different way, very fun. Um, when's the last time you went to a mall, Jeremy? Last time I was at a mall was probably the Maplewood Mall. And that would have probably been like Christmas 2019-ish time period buying Christmas presents or going to take the girls to see Santa or something like that. That's probably what it was, honestly, taking the girls to see Santa. So, yeah, that was probably the last time I was at a mall. Wow. I, uh, yeah, no, this is like, I don't know the last time I went to a mall before this most recent time, but I, I love malls. I, I think malls are fun. Um and I don't share your same affinity. I got to admit. See, I used to be like you, like when I was a kid, you know, like when you're at the mall with like, you know, your parents or like your mom, it's, it's the worst thing ever. Like nothing is worse than the mall. But, but now that I've grown up, you know, and I, I, I could walk around a mall all day. I just like, just, you know, just being there amongst the people in this very like, you know, uh, doctored and contained retail environment where like everything there is so precisely placed for a reason. And that reason to get you to buy something. It, it's so much fun. I, uh, <laughs> I, I just love it. Um, We're back. We're back, baby. You know what though? The mall and the mall of America is a great mall. It's, it's super fun. Um, it is. I have to admit. And and the thing with like the Mall of America, right, is like generally malls are set up in like you kind of have like wings to the mall, you know, and there's always the bad wing where like the Sears is like the anchor store. And, you know, that part of the mall, like it's a little dimmer, you know, it's not cleaned as well. And all the store, like there's always the Spencer's gifts over there. So you always stay out of that wing and you avoid all the bad stores. But the Mall of America, right, it's like unique in the sense it's like, it's like a triangle. So you can't necessarily avoid the bad wing. So there's just like kind of bad stuff sprinkled in everywhere. And you, you know, you walk by the beef jerky hut and you're just like, nice. Like I'm not going in there, but that beef jerky hut is sick. Mm-hmm. Or like the, uh, the one store that sells like alpaca, like, like, I don't know. Everything. Alpaca, everything. This is like definitely not going in there, but man, that's, that's awesome. I do um, have a pair of alpaca socks, I have to admit. Is it it's not Pretty called warm. wool? It's called alpaca. Well, yeah, it's I don't know. They're all they're alpaca socks. I don't necessarily know what exactly makes them alpaca socks. They feel different when they're on my feet and they're very, very warm, so they're good to wear in the wintertime. There you go. Um, but yeah, no, malls are great. Um, I do think the worst part about the Mall of America now is like the the like camps. Well, it used to be Camp Snoopy, and now it's Nickelodeon Universe or whatever. Yep. But Nickelodeon hasn't updated it since, like, I was watching Nickelodeon. So it's so, like, like Rugrats and SpongeBob. And- right. And, and it's just like, it's like half these shows, like, aren't even on Nickelodeon, or at least the kids don't watch them anymore. Yeah. And and that's, like, the worst part, um, I'd say. Um, 
and Camp Snoopy was way cooler, like infinitely better than. You know, it's been it's now been Nickelodeon universe longer than it was Camp Snoopy. Is that true? That's it wild. Is. I jeez. Um, yeah. Sorry Camp, if that depresses you. Yeah, I'm bummed. Camp Snoopy was sick. Do you remember like the log ride? You got I'm not wet. from here, Ethan. So no, I don't. Oh, you never, you never went. I think I went once when I was super young, but I don't remember it because I was okay. So they had this, they had this like log ride where you were in like a, you weren't in a real log. It was like a fake log, but it looked like a log. Um, and you know, my little like eight year old brain couldn't process it not being a real log. So I was like, hell yeah, like we're in a log. Um, and it's like a water thing, right? So, and at the end you go down the, uh, like the big, um, the big, like the big drop at the end yeah. and it shoots water up at you, which for a mall is the, the most inconvenient thing, right? Yeah. There's like, nowhere to dry off. Cause you get, you get, you just get like hammered by water and then you're just wet and you have to like walk into Nordstrom's and ask that's, they, that's how they get you. They make you go buy new clothes. It's genius. I don't know if that's their marketing. You know what? That might've been their play. Like, them they probably it was probably what right by the gift your shop. parent just let your kids walk around dripping wet in the mall and then cause somebody to slip and fall and potentially get sued no right and like then you dry clothes and then you walk over to the microsoft store with your wet kid and they like start touching the xbox and all the employees are like <laughs> please stop touching the xbox you are the you're the wettest kid that's been in here like <laughs> um no yeah that that was that was stupid you know because like you 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 pretty much had to leave at that point. Like that that had to be the the punctuation mark on your time at the Mall of America was the log ride. Um, mm. But um, but anyways, yeah, I was at the Mall of America. It was awesome. Um, in the same in a different way than being at a sporting event was awesome. Yes. Well, if you're into malls, if you're into that sort of thing, I can see where that would be an enjoyable experience. And um, honestly, you know, just again, being out amongst a community of people just in general, whether it's at a mall or a sporting event is something I think we're kind of all, all ready for, or most of us are ready for. So maybe it would make them all a more enjoyable experience for me these days, just for the sheer fact that you're out in public again. Right. And, th- and then you're, then you walk into the Macy's and you from, cause you park on the Macy's side. Yep. And you quickly get lost because Macy's is the most confusing store in the in the universe. Like, especially that Mall of America Macy's. I was walking around there for no joke, ten minutes, just trying to like get into the main concourse. Yeah, because like they got escalators going up yeah, and down. Do I go upstairs? Do I go downstairs? Do I stay on this level? What's right? Like, and the maps are just no help. Oh, the, the the maps are there to keep you there, and <laughs> and like. And it's like, like I, like I've in the, in the past 25 feet, I have walked by women's clothing, uh, bedspreads for the spring and like a food section for some reason that exists in Macy's where they have a bunch of food I've never heard of or seen a commercial for. And I, and I'm so lost. I have no idea where I am. Um, and then you, in, and then it's the, the first thing you find is the door back to the parking garage. So you just leave. Yep. And then you're like, okay, see ya. This is, you're like, well, like driving I, I came, back to lacrosse. Yeah. Like I, I came to get a new pair of pants, but you know, I'm walking out with this as seen on TV dish set. So I guess, I'll, I guess it's fine. 
<laughs> um, got something out of it after all. Also, speaking of which, I don't know if I've ever seen like a like a like a register at Macy's where you can actually like buy something. Like a checkout? Yeah. Like where where do you do that? Is there just one? I don't I don't know. I don't know. That's an interesting question. I don't I'm not a Macy's shopper, so yeah, I'm right. not the one to ask that question. But any Macy's shoppers who listen to the podcast, feel free to comment, reply, interact, and let us know where those checkout counters might be. If I were to find myself inside this confusing Macy's, where would be my solace of finding out where to buy my stuff? I I do like Macy's during Christmas a lot. Macy's is dope on Christmas. They're like everything is seasonal. They got they got it all. It's sick. Um, what is your favorite anchor store though? Oh, like, JC Penny for sure. For real, yeah. JC Penny. JC Penny's dope. I bought like growing up. I like bought all my clothes at JC Penny. Okay, my my favorite by far is Nordstrom's. Not because I can necessarily afford stuff from Nordstrom's. But I do love to walk in the Canada Goose section every single time I'm there and just check out like the $1,500 jackets and just be like one day and one day like you touch it and you're just, you're just like, wow, that's warm. Um, <laughs> and then like, go check out a pair of Cole Hans. Um, but, but that's like placed right next to like the graphic tees that are like, kind of like you can tell like for the younger crowd but they're also right next to like golfing, like khaki pants. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what makes Nordstrom fun is like looking at something and trying to pick like, who is this for? Like what age group is the target here? That, I love that. And for that, Nordstrom's is my favorite. Also Nordstrom's is the easiest to navigate. I've really kind of similar to Macy's. I've never really found myself in a Nordstrom's for an extended period of time. So I can't relate. So yeah, next time you go to MOA, park in the Nordstrom side, just so you can like walk through Nordstrom's. Okay, I'll, it's worth it. I'm sure I'll remember to do that the next time I go to Mall of America in like also, seven months. I think Nordstrom smells good. Um, I think all those places think, smell good usually. No, no, Nordstrom's different. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, Nordstrom hits different with the uh with the smell. Also, Nordstrom's has like a restaurant and like a coffee place. Or, or like my Nordstrom's in Milwaukee has a restaurant, but not a coffee place. But I think the one in MOA has a coffee place and I never get anything. Like I'm not going to, but it's, it's cool to walk by. It's cool to be like, hey, like I could get uh, a, a $7.95, you know, eight ounce latte from the Nordstrom's place. Um, the freaking Target Starbucks gets me every time. Yeah. Every time. I, I, I love Target. They smell so good. Anyways, um, all right, shall we move along and talk some soccer here, Ethan? I do have one other thing that I was like prepared to talk about. Um, I could go into it, but I don't need to. Well, what was it? Just just go ahead. Okay, well, um, in my extra time not being on the pod, I uh, started a new Twitter. Um, and yeah, the portfolio, as it were. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know where, I, where was I going with this? Um, self promo the crap out of yourself right now, Ethan. Actually, you know what? I will do it for you. Hold on, Ethan. I will do it for you. Oh, Ethan yeah, you, you can try. You is can, you, an awesome graphic designer. He has gotten so good over the last year. You should check it. I mean, anything that you've seen on our socials, that's like graphic design and actually looks good. It was done by Ethan. The rebrand was done by Ethan. He's done such great stuff. 
over the last year. So go follow or at least check out this Twitter account. Ethan, what is it? It's um it's E Harm Ten. E Harm Ten. H A A R M one zero. Follow this account. It's basically just like a Twitter portfolio, right? It has kind of all the stuff that you've done and kind of an explanation of like the background of why, you know, the, the context, I guess, of what it was for and why it was created. Um, it just kind of also, I think what's cool for me is it kind of shows the evolution of your graphic design skills too. Like you see stuff from like the early 10K days and like stuff from now. And it's, uh, it's I don't know, it's just, it's just great. So yes, go, go. Look at this stuff. If you're looking for a graphic designer, hire Ethan, but not exclusively enough where he can't do stuff for 10K anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, well, you know, I appreciate that, Jeremy. I, uh, you might, you might have overblown my abilities a little bit much, but, uh, but no, like the main reason I did this is because I just wanted to make stuff that wasn't like, like I wanted to make like MBA stuff, right? Or just like whatever and like put it somewhere. And like, I, I know a lot of people have websites, like people who are like better at graphic design than me have websites, but that just didn't seem fun. And I didn't want to pay the three ninety nine to have ethanbrandt.com, you know? Yeah. Um, so I did it Twitter. Um, there you go. But I think more importantly, the, like the, the profile picture is um, I made a bird um, and like, you know, pro bird once again. Um, pro bird podcast. Absolutely. But, but, but the main reason I did it is because I thought, I think birds look really chill with uh, sunglasses on. Um, so that's why I did. It. I was like, I wanted to put sunglasses on an animal. I was like, what's the most chill looking animal to put sunglasses on? And uh, uh, so I'm, I made a bird. It's supposed to be a, like a toucan. No, a parrot. It's supposed to be a parrot. It kind of looks like a parrot, but you can tell it's a bird. That's all, um, that's all that matters. As long as you can tell it's a bird with sunglasses. And that is the quality that you can expect from Ethan Brand. So go check out at eHarm10 on Twitter. And you won't be And yeah, it. I just, yeah, birds with sunglasses. So like, if you're looking to put sunglasses on an animal, I'm in. Like, if you ever wanted to see any sunglasses on a, on a 2D animal, talk to me. I'm there for it. Um, but, you know, why we're on the topic of socials, um, a friend of the pod who I don't think has been on the pod, uh, Harrison with Duluth and the Duluth FC and the whole Duluth, uh, like, content team, they're, they are nuts. They're fantastic. They are crazy. Um, like, if, if you want to talk about, like, good graphic design, good video, good, good everything – like they're the they're the group that does it and i think harrison's brother just got hired like full time to do that for superior athletics um they're crazy like yeah they have the best content i think in like I, I guess i can't save all for lower league soccer but like at least within the in our like circle and i don't want this to sound like i'm bringing down lower league soccer cuz that is not my intention obviously this podcast is made to bring up lower league soccer but the bar is also not set very high right um just just as a standard as a whole but you are duluth this season has some of the best social branding that i have seen from a lower league soccer club not only 
like game day do they just keep you up to date with what's happening in the game in real time which is a big enough and of itself but like you mentioned the graphic design is good they have great video um it's just it's it's excellent across the board it's not just twitter too their instagram's great i'm sure their facebook page is kind of kind of mirrors that as well um awesome awesome work um like as far as like social media and like like at, at at this sphere like or at this level of like lower league soccer and lower league sports like like social media it, it is a tough thing as far as like it, it's constantly evolving and and they're and like it, it's really easy to find what's good right like we all follow our favorite soccer basketball football team so you know what you're looking for but ultimately you know creating that end product is very tough um and um so yeah like i have a hard like i do think there's some bare minimum expectations for socials as far as like yeah like let's like like every team should be able to tweet out you know where they're playing when they're playing how to watch it and keep you updated but um but it is tough especially like a lot of these teams aren't like don't have a huge budget devoted to that because like there's not necessarily that one-to-one like like we put it, we put money into this. We're going to see money on the other side. Like that's not always super clear. Um, but, um, but yeah, no Duluth, they, they're nuts. Um, very, yeah, very good. And they, very, very and they won player. today. And they did. City and that actually takes us right into our lower league scoreboard here. Going to go through some of these scores real quick. Not only did Duluth win today, uh, but they won on Saturday too. Blinken Dakota fusion four nil. Uh, Sydney Warden, that's a name you've heard uh, a lot on 10K, and you hope, you'll hope you probably hear a lot moving forward. Uh, he stayed hot with the Blue Greens. Another pair of goals for him. So that's eight goals in five matches at this point for Sydney. So excellent, for, excellent work from him. Um, he's obviously the Golden Boot Race leader in the NPSL North. Um, so again, that 4-0 win for Duluth over Dakota. Minneapolis City went into St. Louis Park and edged Joy Athletic 3-2 in the inaugural Twin Cities Derby. Uh, Joy got did get out to an early 1-0 lead, but it was the Crows who stuck to their game plan and came away with the win to keep their record unblemished in NPSL North play. Seven matches, seven wins for the Crows so far. Um, LC Aris and Sioux Falls Thunder drew 1-1 in Arcadia. And then tonight, as we mentioned, Duluth with their second win of the week, edging Med City 2-1 to one up there at Denfeld Stadium. That match just going final about half hour before we started recording here. So a big week for Duluth. Obviously, uh, we had just mentioned them in terms of what they're doing on the social side, but they're obviously, they're matching that quality on the pitch too. And honestly, that helps. When you win, it really helps your following and kind of helps helps make you relevant and, and keep you relevant uh, across the board in terms of the marketing you're doing. So um, excellent work from them, kind of covering all their bases there. Uh, in the UPSL North on Saturday, Rochester got their first one of the year, blinking Vlora FC 2-0. Minneapolis City 2 went into St. Cloud and stayed undefeated with a 2-1 to win over the Rocks. So that means that, uh, that both Minneapolis City and Minneapolis City 2 Neither of them have have lost so far this season, uh, which is pretty impressive that both Crows teams have managed to stay undefeated this long. Yeah, no, um, that is that's crazy. Like, yeah, um, and like, and like, I know I feel like they're called MPL City Two, but like the UPSL, like especially like here, I don't feel like like I could be wrong, but I don't think it's like that much lower of play than the MPSL. 
No, no. Uh, I mean, you look at who's at the top, like Minneapolis City two, Brooklyn Knights, I think would compete in the NPSL. Uh, Granite City, I think would do would would compete in the NPSL. I do think when you're comparing top to bottom each conference, I do think that NPSL does kind of stand out a little bit compared to the UPSL. Uh, but no, I, I don't necessarily consider the UPSL a secondary division or a secondary conference either. Um, so yeah, they do call them Minneapolis city too, but, but John and the guys over there have even said, you know, we, we just, we've named them that because we don't really know what else to name them. It's not like they're a, necessarily a secondary team. They are the second team there, but at the same time, they're a huge, they're, they're a quality side and, um, excellent work from them continuing to stay undefeated. Right. Uh, like, yes, I'll play. Right. Like, like, it seems like, like, I don't know, but you could toss them in the MPSL and they'd be just as good, you know? I think they would compete. I don't know if they would be second right behind the first team, but I do think think they would compete. I do think you would find them, uh, you know, not getting blown out in any matches. They would be competitive in a lot of matches. They would win their fair share of matches. Where they would end up in the table, though, I'm not quite sure uh, because it's one of those hypothetical scenarios that I'm not sure where I – could necessarily pinpoint them in the standings, but um, yeah, I mean, the UPSL definitely is, has, has been a, a quality division so far this year. Um, very wide open, a lot of great, a lot of great play overall across the board uh, and Minneapolis city to have, you know, um, stood out a little bit along with Brooklyn Knights. who we'll get to in just a second, but rounding out the Saturday slate, Dakota young stars topped inter Minneapolis two to one at home there in Sioux falls. So speaking of Brooklyn Knights, they played on Sunday and they kept pace with the crows at the top of the table with a two to one win over turbo sports. Um, so um, Brooklyn, they don't have Minneapolis city does have a game in hand. So Minneapolis city undefeated Brooklyn does have that one loss to Minneapolis city. So they are level at the top of the table, but again, the crows do have the game in hand. Um, so that is big to know as well. And then Monday FC Minneapolis staying white hot with a two to no win over Vlora. And speaking of FC Minneapolis, I do want to mention this real quick. We know who they will play in the USASA Region 2 Amateur Cup Final. Um, it will be Springfield FC in Illinois. Um, that match, uh, originally the bracket had the date of the 25th for the match. Um, I just think that's when the match needs to be played by. So I'm not sure exactly what date the Amateur Cup Final will be happening between FC Minneapolis and Springfield FC. But obviously just keep following us on all the socials and we will keep you uh, up to date on all of that because that is a huge one coming up for the city lions and they are red hot right now um moving over to the wpsl the women's premier soccer league um that continued to roll on on thursday with minnesota thunder kind of staking their claim as a major title contender as they blank fire sc 98 6-0 saturday they did the same to dakota fusion 7-0 so between thursday and saturday a combined 13-0 for minnesota thunder against multiple other WPSL opponents. So very, very impressive there. Uh, Rochester United and Salvo SC drew two to two on Saturday. Sunday saw Maple Brook Fury draw fire SC 98 nil nil. And then tonight, just before we uh, went on the air, Mankato blanked Rochester two to nil and uh, big win for Mankato there. Uh, Minnesota Thunder and Mankato kind of seem to be the class of the WPSL so far. And we, uh, you know, we, we hope, and I'm sure we will at some point very, very soon, uh, get a few representatives from these clubs in the WPSL 
on the podcast to talk about the league and talk about their clubs because we definitely want to, um, you know, obviously make the audience more aware of what's going on in the WPSL and continue to kind of build the build the awareness of the league because it's a really competitive, high-level soccer league for sure. And that's not the new team that just got announced. We'll talk about that later. It is not. We will talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but rounding out uh, the, the scoreboard here, WPASL on Sunday, Hayward with their second big win in as many weekends. They won the Connect Four Derby against Pateau last weekend and this past weekend, knocking off Lobos 3-2. to two. So Hayward now standing alone at the top of the WPASL table um, with not too many matches left. So they are in the driver's seat for sure. FC Minimo, 10-0 win over Spartan FC. And Baron blanking Poskin Jets eight nil there on Sunday. Um, Ford Madison uh, drew Richmond nil nil in the Henny Derby at Bree Stevens Field. It was the first match at near full capacity at Bree Stevens since 2019. Uh, Rob Chapel and I broke it all down on the latest Talking Flock podcast. You can check that out on uh, wherever you get your podcasts. That dropped on Monday, so uh, kind of fresh there uh, talking about that nil nil Henny Derby draw. All right, Ethan, let's get into some of these trending topics here. Um, the first one is the USLW League and uh, the Minnesota Club's uh, launch party that happened this past weekend at Elizabeth Lau Robbie Stadium on the campus of U of M. Um, basically, I just kind of kept the good vibes going with the club, handed out some scarves, but they also announced their community foundership group. Basically, this club will be community owned and former Minnesota United VP from back when the loons were in the NASL Andrea Yak will uh, hold a major co-founding role. She's kind of leading this group um, who's, who is founded and, and will own the club. Uh, interestingly enough, Matt Pervatsky of equal time soccer, who we had on the podcast last week to talk about the club is also one of the founders of the club too. Uh, obviously he could not divulge that information on the podcast last week would have been great to kind of get that exclusive from him. But, you know, he's got to, he had to wait, which I totally understand. But uh, yeah, very, very cool to see people in the Minnesota soccer community already kind of having footholds in the Minnesota soccer community, kind of stepping up and taking foundership roles in this new, in this new women's club coming to the USLW league in 2022. Very, very cool. Yeah, no, the, the launch party looked awesome. Uh, I saw they had, I think it was like, it was ice cream. They had ice cream. Uh, That looked, I'm in. Um, they had one of those big soccer balls, um, that's like really, you know, like I, I was going to, I was going to, I was going to say blowy uppy, but then I stopped myself. Um, it's very, I've ever heard that adjective used before blowy uppy. It's very inflated and like airy. So it just kind of bounces around and you always see it on like American or like American home funniest videos. Yeah. Cause that's still on and people still watch that because people watch network TV still where like the dad will like throw it at his child. That's too small for it. And the kid just gets wiped out by that ball. Um, that didn't happen, but that's just what I pictured. It's well, it's not as far as we know, it didn't happen. It, it, yeah. It didn't make, it didn't make social. It could have happened though. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, but no, but, but in all seriousness, no, it, it is cool. And it's exciting. Um, and like it says pre-professional league. So it kind of sounds like that it seems like then actually like it'll be like USL League Two for on, on the guys' side, 
where college players can play in this league um, and still play in college. Which yes, and that's kind of where they're they, they've kind of admitted that that's kind of the comp. They kind of want to see that as level with USL League Two. My biggest question is because because there's really not I've I've gotten a lot of questions for people like is this a, a step up on the pyramid from the WPSL or the UWS and. My answer is there's really not a women's soccer pyramid in the United States, at least the, at least as far as I know at this point. Uh, this is, you know, these, these women are not going to be getting paid, at least early on. So it is still on the amateur realm. So in that sense, it's level with leagues like the WPSL and the UWS. However, there seems to be a big push, at least in the initial marketing and the markets that they're looking to hit, that they want this to be bigger. Now, if it's going to be pre-professional and it's going to be amateur and you're not going to pay the players, can you justify then, you know, creating this pyramid and putting USLW on a higher level of the pyramid than the WPSL and the UWS? Who knows? But there is also could be a, a, a differentiation, a significant differentiation without the players actually getting paid. And that's if the players themselves do not have to pay to be in this league. Because in the WPSL and much of the UWS, it is still a pay-to-play structure. Uh, Matt outlined this very, a lot more eloquently than I have uh, on last week's episode. So if you want to know everything about this, this team and how it could be different and how this league could be different – Go back and listen to that interview. But basically, a lot of these women who are all of these women who are playing in these leagues, uh, or most of the teams in these leagues, are paying like a thousand bucks per summer just to play. Similar to like a, a club soccer setup for youth, right? Where, okay, sure, we're not going to pay the players, but guess what? You don't have to pay either. That to me is a significant enough difference to maybe be able to put this league kind of on a different echelon than the existing amateur leagues, not putting down the WPSL or the UWS at all, but it's pretty obvious they want this to be bigger and there's a pretty easy way to differentiate it in a more positive way. Right. Um, and yeah, I guess only time will tell. Um, and then, you know, you got like host families and, and, you know, mm-hmm. pay, travel and, and the whole, and the whole shebang and, but who knows, you know, I'm interested to see what new markets pop up when we're talking about the travel, because this, if this is not going to be a professional league, budgets are going to be tight and you are going to want to limit or remove completely the need for flying, Right. If, mm-hmm. if you have a tight yeah. budget, you do not want to be paying airfare for 30, you know, 30 plus players and staff. So you're going to want to try to set this up if you're the league and you're the teams in the league, you're going to want to set this up so these road matches are drivable and this becomes very regional, right? So Des Moines would be cool. Omaha would be cool. Uh, Madison. I mean, there's already a ton of stir online about a uh, women's team in Madison potentially popping up from this, which I think would be cool. I mean, somebody already made like a kit and a badge. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, or, or Milwaukee, Madison or Milwaukee or both. Uh, Indy, Milwaukee. you know, the, the, the market, op, you know, options, you know, are, are pretty endless in terms of places where there's not a NWSL presence, you know, St. Louis. 
would be another good one. Wausau, Wisconsin. Sure. Why not? Um, the Dells. The Dells would be sick. The Dells. Yeah. Stick a stick a USLW team in the Dells. Have them play right next to uh, what's Kalahari? The Kalahari. Yeah. There you go. Wait. Did you didn't have you have you been to the Dells? Have you been? No, to the I've, Dells? I've been went to the Dells, the actual Dells, once when I was a kid. And then for my friend Kevin's bachelor party, like five years ago, we like rented a lake house that was by the Dells, but we didn't go to the actual Dells. Okay. So I don't like water parks. I think anymore. Cause I think they're disgusting. Like the amount of just nasty, like kids running around there. I'm out. Dude. I stood in a pool. Yeah. For like six hours on Saturday with like, 500 other people that's that sounds terrible um this sounds i mean i had a good time but i was kind of accepting the fact that like there's so much shit in this pool that i don't even want to know what it is oh of course you have you have have no interest in knowing but i did the other day go down like a wikipedia hole of looking up like the you know the 10 best water parks in the world and there is some crazy water parks in the world and yeah it it looked awesome I actually stumbled upon this was a long time ago, like like uh, ten worst water slide deaths. Okay, yeah, in America, like like deaths that have come from water slides that were just completely unsafe, like water, and it's is is interesting. It was pretty yeah, heartbreaking, I, but it was interesting. I um, like it, the the wild part is it there is there is human beings on Earth whose job it is to design and test water part like water slides like that's someone's job like that's crazy that's a crazy job but i do have to believe like you go back like you know 20 30 years like the regulations for water slides were not as tight as they should have been and we're still on those slides like Mm -hmm. i I, that's my guess um slides are slides uh, i bet they're dangerous i bet um yeah but um, anyway, you'll never see me going on one of those like two hundred foot tall, like almost like completely vertical. Oh no way! No way! Never. No way! Um, no, yeah, I'm out. Um, I also don't like the ones that are like you know they're called like the scorpion's tail that like are a big U. And you just go, you know, back and forth, back and forth, just up the sides of the U and just back. I, I'm out. Those are scary. And for that, you're out. But anyways, all that to say, we want a USLW team. Yeah, USLW. That's, that sounded weird when I said it. Team in the Wisconsin Dells. Make and you know happen. what? 10K right now, we're funding it. It's on the table. That's With right. All that we're, money we're making. We're committing. We're gonna we're gonna skip a few private jet flights over the next few months so we can afford to fund this team. That's right. I'll I'll record I'll record virtually from now on. We're we're funding it. It's on the table. All right. That's that's not true. That's not true at all. I just said that. Help us. I thought you were gonna shut me down a little quicker fund than com. Go there now and help us in our effort. I don't know how we should we should talk like people like i wonder how much it is like i don't know i heard mpsl is pretty crazy like mm-hmm. and it's, i gotta believe uslw is probably pretty close i don't know yeah 
I mean, you, I mean, you wouldn't be looking at like an NWSL level expansion fee, but you'd be looking at something probably pretty significant uh, in comparison to other potential options out there. Um, but sure. let's move on into these, in these trending topics. Um, Minnesota United, not necessarily making great news for themselves. They did drop the 2021 pride training top on June 1st in conjunction with pride month. That's great. Uh, I thought it looked the, cool. Yeah, it's, it's a great look and it's not your typical rainbow design. It's kind of a little bit different, which is, uh, I think, uh, very, very cool. Great looking training top, no issues there, but they didn't. The problem is there was no mention anything about any of the proceeds going to local LGBTQ plus support organizations or anything along those lines, which has become kind of the norm in this case. If you're going to drop a merch item or do anything special or extra for something like pride month, you know, portion of the proceeds are usually donated to a, uh, you know, a, a relevant uh, charity or organization support group for that for that cause. Uh, Ford Madison's doing it with their pride kit. Pride, it's actually a training top, same as uh, Minnesota United. Um, a lot of other teams have kind of done this as well, uh, but no mention from Minnesota United on that front. So the assumption is that Minnesota United is is launching this pride kit strictly to, to take all the profits from it, which depending on where you are in this, you could see as, okay, yep, that's just corporations doing what corporations do, or, you know, there, there seems to be a lot of, uh, a lot of dissatisfaction with this, uh, on social media. And I, I, I do not, I don't, I don't blame the people who are disappointed by it, to be honest, personally. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, uh, it's, uh, it's not a good look for, for Minnesota United. And yeah, like how much control do they have it over it versus, you know, how much control does Adidas have versus whatever, like, but, but, but yeah, no, it is, it is, it's really disappointing. Um, and especially like you see, like some of the local teams, you know, here, like Ford Madison, whoever, like, you know, they found a way to make it work where it's not just this, like, like using, you know, pride month to, to profit, you know, like, Oh, like this is a great excuse to use a rainbow. Like, you know, like that, that's the wrong way to go about it. Um, and teams have found a way to, you know, um, uh, make it worthwhile. Um, and yeah, you know, it, it is kind of, I don't know, not interesting, but like, uh, I don't know, like, I don't know, it's disappointing. Um, and like, I, and you know, I, I'm sure soccer is not the only one doing this. Like, like I said, I was at the Bucks game and like, they had pride stuff, but like, like, where's the money going? Right. Like, you, yeah. we don't know. Um, so, um, and I, and I guess that's just kind of, you know, part of the animal that is like pro sports where it's like, and like pro, you know, corporations in general, like you see a, an opportunity to profit, um, and, and you take it regardless if like, you're actually doing anything right by like how you're profiting. But, but also, you know, it's important to note, like you and me probably aren't necessarily the best guys to, to talk about this. It's definitely, you know, other opinions that, yes. that matter more. And that, that uh, matter more and are, are, you know, um, more, um, I guess, more educated. authoritative, educated on the yeah. issue, right? Um, I do know that since the June 1st announcement, um, they have not promoted the jersey at all. You can still find the link online and still buy the jersey, but they have not actually gone out of their way to promote it since that initial announcement. 
so uh we will see if anything comes of this or if they just sort of let it be but uh just something notable happening there um speaking yep. of jerseys u.s soccer unveiled their 2021 world cup qualifying kits and i love this i love this kit it's amazing if it wasn't 125 dollars, i would buy it ethan but it's well, super freaking expensive you can probably get the the uh like the the blank one yeah the blank one but like the um you know like in in the nba it's called the swing man not the authentic i don't know i forget oh, what you yeah, call yeah. it that's true i just I, i'm, I'm I, looking I, on the I, app I, I was looking at the options and the only really adult one i, I think i saw was 100 was like 125 dollars. there was like an 80 dollars one that may have been another adult one that's still really expensive yeah there's a 90 dollars. you can get a 90 dollars one. Oh, oh 90 dollars Oh, actually, I think that's just member access. So if you're a Nike member, but I'm sure it'll come to uh, yeah, everyone pretty soon. Got it. Well, anyways, in addition to it looking great, it's obviously but, people are making the comparison. It's similar to Minneapolis City's uh, U.S. Open Cup Dazzle jersey, which they released last year. Unfortunately, never got to wear because the U.S. Open Cup was canceled. Um, so... This is again another another uh, situation where Minneapolis City is sort of uh, a talking point when a jersey drops because the jerseys do look similar, um, and I think this is actually great. For, this is great marketing. Anytime this happens for Minneapolis City, because all of a sudden something as big as a you know a U.S. men's national team, women's national team kit dropping, all of a sudden Minneapolis City just kind of gets thrown into that conversation. And there is sort of this, like, I think false undertone that like it's being ripped off. I don't necessarily think that is the case, but um, I do think with the jerseys being similar that Minneapolis city, you know, has and should sort of throw themselves in to that uh, hysteria a little bit because that only builds their brand awareness and then only kind of puts more eyes on their brand. And then all of a sudden people check out this jersey and they see all the other great jerseys that they have. And all of a sudden you may get 15, 20 people buy jerseys from that. And like, that is, you know, that, that's just, that's just great marketing in my opinion. Right. And, and yeah, no, they're, they're, they're like kind of similar. Um, but yeah, you know, ripped off or not, I, it's hard to say, but like, if I had to guess, like did someone from USA soccer, like, you know, in the design team, like see it. Like, no, that's my guess. Um, but, um, yeah, no, it's still fun. Like, it's fun for us, you know, the people who, like, are aware to, uh, mm. to like, see it. But um, speaking of USA jerseys, um, look at this. Uh, look at this USA hockey jersey. Can you see that? I like that. I, yeah, that's their hockey jersey from, like, whenever the last time USA needed hockey jerseys. Yeah, they're, well, they're probably cr- from this past uh, World was the world junior championships or the, the world hockey? I don't know. Anyways. Oh, I don't know. No, I don't know if the juniors wore it. Actually. I think they got new ones. So like, this is, these are old now, but okay. like, That's these are sweet. sick, right? Yeah. Canada's is crazy. Great podcast in there, by the way. Yeah. If you can, if you look up, um, USA hockey Jersey, it comes up. It, it has like a diamond, um, design uh under the like armpit like down the arm um 
they're sick. They're crazy. Look at these Canada ones. These Canada ones are crazy too. I mean, I would fully expect Canada to have like to be the standard for hockey jerseys internationally. So that makes sense to me. But yeah, that's that's pretty sweet. Canada's got good soccer jerseys too. Have you seen them? Yes, I actually like those. Yeah, they, hey, they, they advanced. Made. They advanced to the next round of the uh, of the World Cup qualifying. Let's go. Well, like, yeah. um, speaking of Canadian Canada athletics, uh, this year's Canadian like senior men's basketball team should be pretty nuts. Like, it seems like a good amount of NBA guys are like going to go play. So um, the Olympics, you mean? Yeah. For the, what did I say? The, you just said the senior men's basketball team. You did. Oh yeah, for the well, actually, I think they're playing in the qualifiers. Um, I think they need to qualify still, but um, maybe they're just in. I forget. But uh, head coach Nick Nurse, Toronto Raptors head coach, is uh, coaching Canadians men's basketball. So that'll be. Interesting. I heard Steve Nash is going to get back out there and lace them up too. That's a lie. He's not. No, he's not. He's not. I was going to. He's not. That was, was joke. He's not doing that. Is that um, the the Magic Johnson come back to join an Olympic team? Yeah, no, he's not. He's not doing it. But, you know, all that to say, um, USA men's soccer jerseys are are nice. And Minneapolis cities are probably better. Boom. Love that we ended on that note. But we're not ending on that note because we have more storylines to discuss. Uh, Med City FC competing in the NISA Independent Cup. Uh, this is something that that Nisa, the you know the third division soccer league, is putting together because of the cancellation of the U.S. Open Cup. They want to give some of these lower division teams a chance to compete in uh, in a cup style tournament. Um, so there will be eight Nisa teams competing, and then uh, a a very very large amount of indep- independent teams competing. Teams from the NPSL, UPSL nationwide. Uh, Med City FC is one of those teams. And their schedule has been released actually for the independent cup on July 11th. They will host union Dubuque in Rochester. Um, Same with Chicago house AC. So the newest NISA club, their first ever like meaningful match will be in Rochester, Minnesota against med city FC. Actually, that's probably a lie. I think they actually have a, a match before that. So that's not going to be their first meaningful match, but one of their first meaningful matches <laughs> nice. is going to be against Rochester. I was thinking it was the first, first set of games. It's the second set of games. Uh, but that's pretty cool that a team of that stature is going to be coming to, uh, to Rochester on July 24th. And then uh, the final match of the group stage of the independent cup will be uh, in Milwaukee against the Milwaukee Torrents on July 27th. Um, just to note, this will also be taking place during the NPSL North Conference playoffs. And Med City is in the driver's seat to be in the in the conference playoffs. So they will be kind of double dipping here in the Independent Cup and the conference playoffs at the exact same time. So that will be interesting to watch out for to see how they prioritize things and uh, you know how they perform in, in both uh, both tournaments because um, you know that's two pretty high profile playoffs slash uh, just overall uh, 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 things to be in at the same time. You would uh, you would think I'd know this, but uh, for the for the for the MPSL playoffs, it's like the top four teams and then the top two advance. 
Top four teams, yeah, top two advance to the national tournament. Although, so yeah, here's the thing, Ethan, and here's the thing I'm actually not sure of, and we need to get confirmation on, because the the press release made it seem like the playoffs almost didn't matter, and that was the top two teams from the regular season table would be advancing to the national tournament. But I have to imagine that the conference playoffs would have some sort of stakes into who makes the national tournament, just just based off pure logic. Based, so, yeah, based off why you have a playoff. Yeah, exactly. So um, um, I would have to think it's probably that way, but it could also be the top two teams in the table. Um, just caveat there. So we'll see. But yeah, interesting. Both both those competitions happening at the same time for Med City. What is like MPLS City not playing in the NISA thing? No, it was, it was a very, very limited number of, I'm going to say invitations, but um, there, were a lot, there, were, there were a lot of reasons for a team not to compete in this kind of tournament. A, timing, right? Right. Um, the, the NPSL North Conference playoffs are happening at the same time as are a lot of the NPSL Conference playoffs happening at that time. So right. that would be a reason, a very legitimate reason for a team not to participate, right? Definitely. Um, travel, paying for travel, right? Even yep. though the group stage is regional, you're still having to send guys out to Milwaukee or Chicago in this case, if you're Med City, that costs money. It does. Yep. And that's money you probably didn't originally have in your budget. And your budget's probably already really tight because you're coming off pandemic in a year where you didn't have any sponsorships and you had to transfer uh, season tickets over and memberships over to 2021. So that's all something things to take into consideration as well. So kudos to Med City for making it work where they are actually pulling the trigger and competing in this type of tournament. Um, it's cool to have that local tie-in. It's very, very cool to have that local tie-in there. I'm very, very glad we have that. And I'm very intrigued to see how the team competes in it too against those clubs. Because we mentioned this off the air, Ethan, Milwaukee Torrent, are an absolute powerhouse right now. Yeah. In the other Midwest conference, I believe it's the Great Lakes division. Uh, They are just wrecking shop over there right now. Yeah, they're nasty. Um, They, fun fact, they play where Ford Madison played uh, last year at Hart Park. Oh, great to know. That's not that fun. It's not fun. It is a fact. It's 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 a fact. It's not a completely mundane fact. It, I wouldn't yeah, call yeah. it fun. It's somewhere in that that uh, happy medium between mundane and fun. I was trying to come up with something that it's I like could a share. lukewarm fact. I was trying to come up with something I could share, and that's what came to my mind. Um, hey, that's 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 useful information. Okay, here, here's something better. All right, so Hart Park. It's in Wauwatosa, um, in like a nice part of Wauwatosa, <laughs> and there's some really great restaurants right over there. Good to know. Um, so if you're going to Milwaukee tournament match, or if you're going to that away match, if you're a Med City FC fan, going to that away match against Milwaukee Torrent on July 27th, you will find some great restaurants yeah. near the field. So, so within walking distance, like you can see it. I'm pretty sure out the window, you can see the field. Um, not well, but you can see it. You know it's there. Uh, it's a place. It's called Cafe Hollander. Um, there's one in Madison. There's a few in Milwaukee. Uh, I'm a big fan. Uh, so, yeah, if you're a traveling Rochester fan, uh, I think Cafe Hollander is good. I may, I may try to get a media pass to this match and go to it. 
I might try to get a media pass too. Um, Can you imagine the 10K content we could uh, we could bring from something um, like that? And when I uh, yeah yeah I feel like yeah you know what that's, that's it would, what we should do. it would get tens of likes on Twitter I tell you tens at least tens. Um, and um, yeah it'd be we yeah that'd be cool that's a good idea I, I like I like where your head's at um, go um, all right let's move on. Oh, last thing, Noodles yeah. and Company, also right there. So if you're Noodles and Company. Noodles and Company everywhere, Ethan. Well, I'm just letting you know it's right there. I'm not a Noodles and Company guy, but it's right there if you were interested. Noodles and Company is good, but I am not necessarily consider that a featured restaurant. There's also a skate park right there and a lot of tennis courts. Um, there's also some nice bring like. Bring your skateboard is what you're telling us. Bring your skateboard. Um. And like we've seen it before, there is a train, so that can be problematic for like traffic. Um, yep, we saw that a, all last season before Madison. There's a, a Metro Mart, which is like a nice pick and save kind of right there, and that has a Starbucks in it, so that's there. Um, okay, I think that's enough of the. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I don't I don't know. I I, I should have stopped a while ago, but I I do want to like eateries and grocery stores that are around Hart Park in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. I just Thank didn't want to information, Ethan. I didn't want to leave anything out. Very much appreciate it. All right, let's continue on. University of Minnesota. Um, you know what's funny is I interviewed Matt on like Tuesday or Wednesday. I think it was actually Tuesday last week for to drop the pod on Friday. And so we were talking about all these potential candidates for the Gophers head coaching job. And Aaron Chastain was one of them that he mentioned. But what's funny is she was named the coach literally like right after the podcast dropped on Friday. So we're talking about all these potential options for go for a head coach, but they already named their head coach. So Aaron Chastain, former Gopher player, has been named the new head women's soccer coach at the University of Minnesota. She was a four-year starter and three-year captain for the Gophers in the 90s. She is from Plymouth, uh, and she came from DePaul, where she coached for 14 years. And just over the last eight years, she won two Big East regular season titles in 2014 and 2016, a Big East tournament title in 2014, and two NCAA tournament appearances in 2013 and 2014. Actually, in 2014, she led DePaul to their best ranking in school history. They were ranked seventh at one point during that 2014 season. So she is legit. She has ties back to Minnesota. She has the pedigree. So to me, it makes total, it makes sense, um, this hire. And they got her on a five-year deal too. So it's not like this is like a trial type deal. They, they believe that Aaron Chastain is the one who can come in and sort of pick up uh, where uh, Steph Galan left off when she had departed from Missouri last month. She got signed to uh, an NBA star, star player deal. She's yeah. just signed the max extension. I don't, I don't think but, she's hitting the super max yet, but uh, good for her though. Yeah, um, gotta start somewhere. Fun. Uh, okay, this this one's maybe a little more fun. Okay. Okay. Not not has to do with soccer at all, but it does have to do with college sports at the D one level. Um, so you know how like hockey, they like. Like they'll do like their like the tournaments, you know, like D1 hockey, where it'll be yep. like you know Mankato, St. Cloud, Duluth, and the U play like a tournament or something. Um, 
or like and like a, a lot of it is just about making the money you know because they'll go play it in like florida or whatever like it, it's about money not necessarily like the games but like or like where that like will play college you. athletics being all about money no nah, i know it's weird no um but anyways, amateur sports, you hear from them all the time. These are amateurs. That's right. They're not student in it for the money. Student first. Yeah. Um, but um, so where the Bucks play, the fives are for them. They're like having one of those where it's like clearly a money grab just to like, like, let's play some college hockey just for the money. Like, cause we're going to have 14,000 sponsors, um, like corporate sponsors, but it, like so, they're playing it where the Bucks play at the Pfizer. Of like, well, let me guess: show. Wisconsin, Notre Dame, <laughs> Michigan, and Minnesota. So that's who you'd want, right? Like that kind of sounds like fun. Like that sounds like some good hockey. Yeah. But this this is the actual lineup. It's with and this is getting. It's called the Holiday Face Off. Great logo, and it's getting played december 28th and 29th it's wisconsin providence bowling green and yale so i looked all, up the all re- actually great hockey schools i i looked up i looked up the 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 like their records from last year yale was 15 15 and 2 providence was 11 9 and 5 like 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 come on like we couldn't get better teams for the for the for the holiday face off. Um, so, anyways, I read that. I saw that on on Instagram. And I did, I just thought it was funny, and uh, I like the idea of like people like oh like did you see like Yale's playing Bowling Green uh, like after Christmas In Milwaukee. Should, yeah, like like <laughs> like we should go check it out. Like I just I love that um, that that was their play. Um, but um. I don't know. I just, I just thought that was funny. Um, well, we're actually going to stick with, uh, with college here and talk about St. Thomas. Obviously they are heading into their inaugural division one season in the summit league uh, this fall and both the men's and women's teams have unveiled their inaugural summit league conference schedules. Uh, the men have three home games and three away uh, between September 25th and October 30th. So a six game slate for the men. Well, the women will play nine matches. They're at home five times and on the road four between October 1st and October 31st. Now, this is just the conference slate. But the women basically have their full schedule out. Uh, So you go check that out on the Tommy's Athletic website. Uh, The men have not yet announced what their non-conference slate will look like. But this is pretty cool, and it's very significant. On the women's side, a second D1 team entering the area. On the men's side, the only Division One soccer team in the state of Minnesota. And they're kicking off their season this fall. Very, very cool. I kind of got the the chill bumps when I when I said that. That was kind of that was kind of cool. Uh so it'll be interesting to see uh you know how the Tommies uh how on both sides, men's and women's, how they compete in their first season. Uh, because it is a big jump from T3 to D1. Uh, St. Thomas has been one of the a perennial power in so many different sports in division three, but division one is a totally different animal. Um, yeah. And they'll be able to, I'm pretty sure pretty soon they'll be getting asked to go play in the holiday face off in like Milwaukee, Wisconsin the holiday kickoff. 
the holiday kickoff where they get to play three teams that like aren't from Wisconsin or remotely close or big names in their respective sports. They'll play it in St. Louis too. What was that? They'll play it somewhere random like St. Louis too. Yeah, yeah, or like yeah, uh, uh, Albuquerque. Albuquerque. There you go. St. Paul versus Dakota Wesleyan University. Uh, which I'm guessing is a real place, um, versus uh, like University of Maine Central, um, <laughs> versus uh, like Central South Carolina University Tech College. Um, Sounds like a great lineup. I, I'm I'm a, where do I, where do I, I book my chill. flight? I'm getting the chills just thinking about it. I, I'm ready to go to Albuquerque. Um, All right. That'll do it for you. I'm, I have half a mind to mute you right now. Uh, but anyways, thank you. Thank you for that excellent Harsh. insight, Ethan. Harsh. Um, so we have a um, big uh, bracket to get to. Uh, but first, we're going to let you know what's on tap in the world of lower league soccer. Um, starts Saturday, Minneapolis City hosts Sioux Falls at Adrian Nelson Field. That's a six, six o'clock kickoff there. Med City and Duluth play their second match of the week. This one is in Rochester, and it's a big one. If Duluth wins, they will be level on points with Med City uh, and keeping pace there at the top of the NPSL North table. 6.45, the kickoff for that one. And then Joy Athletic makes the trip to Moorhead to take on Dakota Fusion. That match kicks off at 7. Over in the UPSL on Saturday, FC Minneapolis hosts Inter-Minneapolis at Osseo High School. 5 o'clock kickoff there. Vlora and MC2 square off at Richfield High School for a 7 o'clock kickoff. And then Granite City takes on Dakota Young Stars, and that's at St. Cloud Tech. Kickoff there, 7.30. On Sunday, UPSL North Action Turbo Sports hosts Rochester at Concordia's Seafoam Stadium. Uh, that kicks off at 5 o'clock. And then Wednesday next week, right before we record, uh, Minneapolis City 2 matches up with Turbo Sports at Ador Nelson Field, 7 p.m. Kickoff there. Uh, and the WPSL on the women's side on Friday, Fire SC 98 and Dakota Fusion. They square off at Seafoam Stadium, 7 o'clock. Uh, Mankato United and Maplebrook Fury kick off at 7 as well. On Sunday, Salvo SC and Maplebrook Fury will be at Reynolds Field at the uh, UNW St. Paul campus, some, a place that Ethan is familiar with. Uh, 3 o'clock kickoff there. Uh, Mankato United and Dakota Fusion at Bethany Lutheran for a 3 o'clock kickoff. Then Fire SC 98 and Minnesota Thunder will square off at Seafoam Stadium in St. Paul uh, for a 7 o'clock kickoff. Uh, Saturday and Sunday action happening this weekend in the WPASL. Uh, Bateau and Lobos, a big rematch there. Uh, Bateau and Lobos uh, in Eau Claire this time. Uh, 3 o'clock kickoff. Lobos looking to get revenge when as Bateau knocked them off back in week one of the WPASL season. And then on Sunday, Lobos and FC Menemo, they're at Merrill High School for a 2 p.m. kickoff. Hayward Wolfpack take on Spartan FC at Hayward Intermediate School. Uh, they're at 2 o'clock. And the Bateau and Barron in the nightcap on Sunday, they're in Eau Claire at the Eau Claire Soccer Park, and that kicks off at 6. And Forward Madison on Saturday, home against New England Revolution 2. That kicks off at 7 on ESPN+. And the Loons are back on Saturday at FC Dallas. I believe it is a seven o'clock kickoff. I don't have it on the notes. So bear with me as I type this in and seven 30 kickoff on Saturday. Um, that will be found on, you know, Fox sports North, or Fox sports North Valley sports North. Um, if you want to watch, and then we will have post loons as usual after 
that match as well. That can I can I come on postloons? You want to join me for postloons this weekend? Do you have a guest for postloons? I don't have one yet. Do you want to join me? Uh I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, don't we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll you talk about it. It's we'll a lot of pressure it. to be live. I don't know. Ethan like may that. or may not be joining me on postloons. Like, like the listeners, I don't think realize the amount of stuff that I say that gets cut. You know, it's so a it's a lot every week. Um, so being live, there's no cut. That, that might force you to maybe lock it in a little bit better, you know? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't when, count when, on when that. When you're doing this, you, you, when you know you have the safety net of the editing and that it's pre-recorded, you're more liable to kind of let yourself, you know, be editable. Where, I, I, whereas if it's live, you don't, what a live mic forces you, you know, in my hey, experience, when things are live, you kind of get forced into quality. And we'll 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 talk about it. We'll see. Is. We'll see. We'll talk off air. Ethan Mary. I think it's bracket time, time though, right? Yeah, it is bracket time. Let's do it. All right. So this is what we're doing. Uh, we are drafting. We'll we'll say what five things, or four things. Five, uh, four things. Let's get yeah, because we're we're short on time. So let's do four things. Four things, and it's going to be the four best things at a live sporting event. And this is draft style. So once you once you say it you, you take it off the board it's off the board it's off the board um i got a pretty big list oh boy i, I let me tell you i don't have a list i'm going oh. i'm going off the old brain bank here. off the this dome it's gonna be interesting off the cuff okay um i'll let you have first pick first pick yeah a lot of pressure here best thing about live sporting event physical uh, this may not be this isn't even a thing though but like getting the tickets like having the tickets like and i know tickets are done digitally now so it's not as you know it's not as um physical anymore but like i don't know just like having those tickets in your hand is like i think like and it, it comes with the anticipation too right like the day of okay you're like checking okay. your checking your pocket every two minutes to make sure the tickets are in there so you don't yeah yeah um kind of get that like jittery like game day feeling so even though physical tickets aren't really a thing anymore they have been and so i feel like they're relevant for this so i'm gonna say like like getting those physical tickets in your hand all right you you could have gotten that way later i wouldn't have picked that but anyways i'm going um, off the cuff it was the first thing that came to mind all right so my number one pick number two overall i'm gonna take um this is tough but I'm going to take the smell of the like roasted nuts. You know what I'm talking about? Not really. I know like the smell of popcorn. No, it's like, like, you know, they're the roasted nuts, like the, the sugar coated, you know, like, I don't, I don't think I experienced that smell when I go to a sporting event. Let me, let me make sure I get the name right. Are you serious? Um, yeah, you know, it's like the candied roasted nuts. Okay. I know, I know them and I know okay. that you can get them at sporting events, but like the smell that you get at a sporting event, usually the smell is more like popcorn. Okay. So really those in my experience, which is generally in basketball arenas, specifically the old Milwaukee Bucks arena, there was like a corner of the lower concourse 
that had the the roasted nut cart tucked away and you could smell it you know a good couple you know feet like down the concourse before you took the corner and and that smell it, it gets me every time and the taste is never as good as the smell but that smell it's it hits different um okay. so that's my number one pick the roasted like candied nuts smell you, again i'm gonna echo what you said to me you could have gotten that way later i'm i'm comfortable taking that number one i think All it's right, that let's good go, let's go snake style so give me your number two okay n- number two um okay i'm gonna go a player getting hot like like even if it's for the other team, like I've been, I've been to a good amount of Bucks games where someone on the opposing team gets it, gets, gets it rolling a little bit, you know, like we're talking, you know, four or five straight buckets and, and you know, every time down the court, like, and like, it, it's the same, you know, soccer, they have it too. Like a player just kind of gets going, he just gets rolling. And there's that collective, like, you know, if he's with you, it's like the whole crowd, like, you know, he's getting the ball you know they're like clearing out the left wing and you know this guy's going to work and he's going to get one. And like that collective, like, and then, you know, the crowd starts getting in it and that's the best. So when a player gets hot, that's that's my number two. And like, yeah, the crowd's in it. Okay. Okay. My number two is going to be pregame music oh i yeah, love definitely. the pregame music that's, that's like pick. when your anticipation's at the highest level and if they got a good pregame mix going man and just you got the players warming up and stuff like there's, there's like no i would say there's no better feeling but like you're like okay it's it's about to go down like we're oh, here yeah. we're ready let's go yeah no you you hit it right on the nose that is that is one of the best things like and like when the DJ like definitely like did the mix that morning because they got songs like you're at like a Saturday game and that song came out last night and it's in the mix <laughs> like that's the best. They got the Drake song that dropped four hours before tip off or kick off. No, no joke. Like uh, Drake did, did, had a verse on uh, on Culture Three and yeah, that song was in the mix at the Bucks game on Saturday and it came out on Thursday night. It was it was sick. Um, the Bucks uh, like. This isn't necessarily pregame music, but um, I had, so I had season tickets um, when they were bad, and uh, so I got a lot of wa- watch a lot of losses. But um, the few games that were close in the fourth quarter, if they played this one specific Ariana Grande song, they were undefeated. It was it was nuts. Like it was it was it was a wild thing undefeated through like it was like they were like eight no and that ariana grande song played in the fourth quarter it was the impact of the dj i tell you what but yeah no that's That's a great great. pick that that's that's probably the best pick so far um so my number three is going to be uh you know talking a little trash to an opposing player uh especially if that player is doing well like like for, for Minnesota like- United, it's always, you know, raising, you know, uh, razzing the, uh, the opposing goalkeeper. You know, if you're at a basketball game and you're, you're facing whichever team has LeBron on it, you know, you're just talking trash to LeBron the entire time, even though you respect the hell out of him. 
it's just it's one of those things it comes it's one of those like you know what and and you don't it's not it's not ever it shouldn't ever be you know bad or you know over the line or you know sometimes or, or, it does yeah it shouldn't be serious it shouldn't like, be serious but like some little fun fun ribbing fun banter you know I think that's always that's always good and it's always kind of a fun aspect of getting go to a game live as opposed to watching it on TV. I always like doing like yeah, I love that. I think it's a lot of fun, especially when you're like super deep and you know they can't hear you. So you're just kind of yelling just for the fun of it. Yeah. Um and like when Might the other players well be yelling at your TV in that case. Right. Like or especially when the other team's shooting free throws, like that's always fun too. Like yeah. Um, but I always like being the uh, – and, like, I'm a little older now, so I kind of, like – it's at this point I can't do it as much. But, like, you know, when you're 16, 17, being, like, a fan of the po- opposing team in, like, the home arena, mm. like, like yeah. I love – I think that's fun. Like, like I, I did that all the time. Like, I'd, like, go to Raptors versus Bucks games. That was That was fun. Like – and like then there'd be like a Raptors fan, you know, like twenty seats down, and like you could you'd like occasionally you'd pick them him. out, yeah, yeah, you like you like like hell yeah, brother, we're in this together. It was, yeah, that was it's fun. you and me, yeah. That that's another good pick, trash talk. That's like not like over the top, mm. um, but anyways, okay, I'm up. Your last two, my last two. All right, um. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I'll probably have to go through my honorable mentions, but I'm gonna go um, a uh, a midday game or like a game that doesn't tip off at like six p.m. or kick off at six p.m. But like maybe like noon or like one o'clock. I, I love that. Like, then you're getting to the arena kind of in the morning. A little Sunday matinee. Right. Yeah. That's, that's the best. Like, like the, but like specifically for me, it was like Bucks playoff games that tipped off at like one o'clock. So you're, you know, leaving your house like 1145 and it's awesome. I love. Yeah. You like, don't really have to wait too long. Like, yeah. You wake right. Up at like right. Nine, well, I mean, you're probably super stoked about the game. So maybe you wake up like seven 30 or eight, but even then, like, you know, there's not much time to wait, you know, not much time to waste. You know, you're not twinning your thumbs and, you know, like building that nervous anticipation for like six, seven hours before it's time to actually go to the game. Right. You're just, you're just, you're, you're up and you're there. Um, I think one time the, the, cause like TV scheduling, like a Bucks game tipped off at like 5.30 in the afternoon on like a, on like a Thursday, which is obviously like really tough for people to make it to. But, like, I think I, like, left school early that day. Like, it was sick. But, like, so really any, like, kind of unusually early, kick, like, kickoff or tip-off time that's, like, before, like, 6 or 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then you, like, come out of the arena and it's, like, still daytime and that's kind of cool. And Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, okay. Last pick of the draft. Um, a lot of good ones still on the board. Um, I think I'm going to say like seeing someone famous or sitting by somebody that's kind of cool, you know, Has like this ever happened to you. Like, do you have an example? Oh yeah. All, all the time. Like, 
one that, like I said, like I was a season ticket holder when the Bucks were bad. So like you get to know like the season ticket holders around you. Okay, so you, yeah, you, yeah. Talk, you talk to them a little more. So that's pretty cool. Um, but like sometimes you just sit by someone that's kind of cool, you know, and you just spend like two hours just talking to them about like sports and whatever. And that's cool. Um, but then at like the back at the old Bucks arena where we had season tickets, um, like one of the family friends and family sections were was like 20, 30 seats down from us. So we always got to see like Bucks friends and family sitting in there. So that was cool. Um, you know, when like Aaron Rodgers occasionally come into a game, uh, JJ Watt was just at this past Bucks game. Um, I was at a game in Toronto once and I, I saw Drake. He was courtside. I was, my back was on the wall, but I still saw him. Um, and like, I had, uh, you know, Michael Porter Jr. I had him sit like 16 seats away from me. He walked like right by me. He was like, hey, excuse me, man. I was like, yeah, my bad. Um, sorry, seven <laughs> foot Michael Porter Jr. Um, I'd, you know, Bucks and Marquette legend. Yeah, I think Marquette. Um, also played for the Raptors, Steve Novak sit like three, four seats away from me. Um, mm-hmm. So I think in like, I think this is more common in like basketball, more so than soccer. Like, you know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, no, I love that. Like, so sitting by someone cool or seeing someone famous. Mm. All right. So I get my last one here. Last one. Yep. There are a few different options, but uh, this, in hindsight, this probably should have been my number one pick as opposed to my number four pick. Um, pre-game activities, whether it's tailgating, whether it's meeting somebody at a bar, whether it's what, what just just doing something pre-game again, like it's it's like that feeling where you're with somebody and like you're just kind of anxiously awaiting kickoff or tip off and you're like okay let's go grab a beer or let's go meet up with so and so in the parking lots or like uh when the card so what comes to mind for me is whenever we go to cardinals playoff games um when they built the uh the ballpark village there in st louis it automatically gave us gave cardinals fans like a, a ton of like pre-game spots to go to basically yeah yeah yeah, that's awesome there weren't that many options before so like that sort of thing like just being there it's like especially going with my dad and like we get down to st louis a little early we walk over to ballpark village we'll like eat lunch and have beers and like you're waiting for a playoff game and it's just like nothing better nothing better man like that's that's just so fun um and then i do need to give a uh honorable mention to the post win feeling when you're there oh yeah walking out of the arena with the wind whether it's wonderwall at allianz field or you know usually you know there's like fireworks if you're at a you know a lot of like baseball games and stuff and it's just yeah, i don't yeah. know man it's just awesome when your team wins and you're there to see it it's awesome yeah like it could be it could be the most meaningless game ever but like you're there to you know it's awesome um uh so my honorable mentions i got a few here um i think you know like catching like a ball or like a puck or something if it goes in the stand that's always cool i've never never caught one um i don't know if i have caught one um i always like when you when you leave the arena and you get to your car and back on the freeway headed home quick that's always a good feeling yeah when you're able to get out of the parking lot in like five minutes as opposed to yeah it's like awesome it's like nice um 
uh, clean bathrooms. Like never it's hard experienced to- one of those at a uh, sporting event. Well, I guess I guess actually now that I think of it, like Target Center has pretty decent bathrooms. Yeah, uh, and uh, so does so does the XL. So that's okay. But like we're talking like baseball parks, oh. and football stadiums. Like there's not you know no chance. There's there is not a, a worse bathroom in America probably than. Uh, yeah, like baseball venue bathrooms, mm-hmm. especially after ha- like after halftime, don't even bother going in. There's no halftime in baseball, Ethan. Or, or like, or, but the midway point of the game, like the I guess it'd be like the seventh inning stretch or whatever. I don't know. Um. Um. So what else did I have? Uh, a good team store. I like that. Um, I know we, we criticized earlier kind of, you know, like these pro teams and their corporate, you know, sponsors and, and all that. And I think there is valid criticism there. Like we're seeing it with what the loons are kind of doing, but a good team store is always fun. You know, it is when they got good merch. That's awesome. Um, the old chicken tenders at the BMO Harris Bradley center where, where the bucks used to play were the best chicken tenders I've ever tasted. Um, Helmet nachos at a baseball game. Oh, it's so different. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. In general, just like, you know, like, I guess for me, like, it was when I'd go with, like, my parents as a kid. And, like, you just kind of, like, and like we were talking about earlier, like, in arena, food and beverage is ridiculously expensive, you know? But when you just kind of punt on that, like, you know, so, and you just, you just commit, you're just like, we're getting, we're getting a hot dog. We're getting the $8 hot dog. We're getting the $12 ice cream cone and we're getting the $23 helmet uh, nachos. That's fun. To me. Yeah. So to me, I always go all out and just get like the most like unique thing on the menu, even if it is like $25. Cause it's like, okay, am I going to buy an overpriced hot dog or am I really just kind of can I kind of lean into this and like embrace yeah. like at least reward them for trying to bring something unique to the menu and not just overpricing a foot long hot dog, you know, or that's never a foot long. It's all like they said, yeah. a jumbo hot dog and it's the smallest hot dog you've ever seen. <laughs> it's just like, it's like, I didn't know you could buy them this small. And then you have to go over to the nasty, like condiment table, like across the corridor where it's like the like the onions are all over the table and they're always out of ketchup. Oh, never have they don't fill them up like before <laughs> games. Like they fill them up at the beginning of the season and never think about it again. Um the the like the nasty green like what is that relish like it's just spewed everywhere. Like somehow there's always 10 to 15 cups of relish sitting on the floor. So you're kind of like trying to like tip around, like tiptoe around them and you always step in one. Mm-hmm. The one guy that's got six things of mustard, who's like trying to balance that with three beers and two hot dogs. And you're like, you're not, you're not getting, you're not, you're not going to make it. Just stop. Like <laughs> you should have got the freaking, you should have got the carrier, man. Yeah. You, you should have just asked. For, yeah. You should have asked for a drink carrier. Um, 
dollar hot dog days at brewer games those are pretty crazy i don't know if you've ever experienced that well there's uh we have a minor league hockey team in my hometown the quad city mallards well they're not the quad city mallards anymore they're like the quad city thunder now or something like that but anyways mallards is um cool. tuesday night used to be or no friday nights friday nights used to be dollar beer and dollar hot dog night oh my god okay that sounds that sounds nuts it's dangerous is what it is it's very dangerous yeah um you know, um, also, I think what's fun is like sitting glass at a hockey game. Yeah, that I, I did that at Duluth. Like that's a unique section. experience for sure. Yeah, I did that at the Duluth like section, like or student section. So it was like the same price. And, like my friends were really into it. Like I didn't really care that much. Like I was just like, yeah, sure. Whatever, guys. I think um, sitting like right behind the goal at a soccer game would be cool. Like, like, well, I mean, like the supporter section, like the, the yeah, 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 the, you know the the wonder wall, you know, yeah, maybe maybe get hit in the face by a free kick. Who knows? But it's like that's part of it, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, oh my, my last honorable mention that I I forgot to mention, um, whether like I don't know, like whether you know you're with. Like, my biggest fear is when I was with my sister, like, when we'd go to games, and the kiss cam would come on, oh. and and they would accidentally, like, toss me and my sister on the kiss cam. So, my other honorable mention was not being in the seats when the kiss cam is on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or, yeah, like... You gotta, you gotta time your, uh... You gotta time your concession stand break or your bathroom break yeah. for a kiss cam. As soon as you see that graphic pop up on the screen, just just get to the door. Yeah. Um, or like you you know, there's like a lot of nervous like first dates there, like and 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 that's got that's it's a scary feeling. It um, is. It is. I don't know. I don't know that myself, but yeah, I don't know if you grow out of it, like when you get older and whatever. But I I know like that was always one of my things. I was like, oh man, I cannot be on here. Like, um. And that was my last honorable mention, I think, Alrighty. that I wrote down. Thank you for putting together that bracket or that uh, that draft, I guess. The great things about live sports draft. Again, I think I'm going to – yeah. I think I'm going to call it the, the live sporting event things draft. I like that. That's good. Um, and that's perfect timing because, again, Allianz Field, back to near full capacity next Wednesday uh, against Austin FC should be a good one um hope you enjoyed this week's episode of 10k ethan thank you so much for joining the show again i appreciate it yeah it was, it was great to be back uh thank you everyone for uh for listening um and uh yeah thank you all right and thanks to stimulus athletic thanks to our friends over at night street soccer and coffee as well and again thank you the listeners we will catch you next week on 10k have a great weekend have a good weekend guys